fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? to Energetic Health Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Henry Ely. Please call me Dr. H. That's what everybody who loves me calls me. So folks, I want to welcome you in. We have a great show for you today. We have uh, two interviews. And normally I do a single interview per show format. We're going to try something new here. We have uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, the great Dr. Jack joining us. He has a fantastic Substack called Popular Rationalism that I think you all should check out. And he's going to be talking about uh, one of his recent posts, one of his recent uh, recent um, publications regarding uh, Fauci and uh, regarding the information that was found out in discovery in uh, during the deposition during the under oath deposition that uh, Fauci tried to wiggle in and out of uh, then after that we're going to be talking to uh, the founder of cardio miracle uh, which is incredibly relevant today and it's one of the few products that i actually do endorse i love the uh, founder the creator of it uh, john hewlett he's going to be joining us um, cardio miracle it's just a fantastic product run by a, a dude with a really good heart and uh you know he he's talking about something in there that i want you to really listen to about where the spark of life is and how his product helps the body biochemically engage that spark of life so that we can really utilize that oxygen we were talking about last week that that oxygen uh, carbon dioxide gas exchange that's so essential so taken for granted if you will uh, that it's going to occur and occur well but that when there's disruptions to how oxygen gets to cells and carbon dioxide gets uh, taken away that that really this entire system starts to descend into a diseased state but his product cardio miracle he's going to be talking to you about its design it's you know how it came to be its relevancy in the in the show notes of course when it goes to prod, podcast we'll have a direct link for you so you can get a discount on it um, but it's a fantastic product i use it uh, and i think it's just a, a great way to get that spark of life um, called nitric oxide into you but more on that in a little bit so as you know folks we we talk every single time i'm going to keep this opening segment really really short today because we have uh, i want to really focus on the interviews in this uh, in this show uh, but we always talk about what we're grateful for well i'm, I'm going to tell you i am i'm grateful for all the love uh, I've been doing a lot of work with uh, Jonathan Otto and all of the his great audience and everything. I've been uh, doing a lot of work with um, the people who are severely injured by the shots. I've been doing a lot of work, of course, with my school and my students and my graduates. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, this time of year, my, my cup runs over. Um, I've gotten so much love. And, and of course, all of you listening, all the love that that you give me and, and my family, we we just really appreciate it. It's really where where the true gift is you know so i just want to say i'm grateful to you all i'm grateful to, for all the positive feedback i get back and, and via emails and and texts and and 
you know, and, and all that. It just, it means the world to me. And it lets me know I'm, I'm on the right track. One of the things I pray for um, almost every morning is to make sure that I'm doing the right things, that my actions are right and in alignment with uh, a, a really ethical belief system so that I can earn your trust anew each day. That's very important to me. So I'm, I'm grateful to everything that you give and I'm grateful to all the love uh, for all the love. And I'm, I'm just uh, incredibly humbled by it. So thank you all so, so much. Um, next week, we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, an issue that I think is very important. We're going to be talking about love, pain, and hurt. And we're going to be talking about the differences between those three and really the power that we possess to dictate where do we want to be in this spectrum. It's something I've been focusing on a lot in my meditations and in my prayers. And I think I have something that I'm ready to share with you that I hope will not only get you through this, this holiday season in a really good way, but something that you can carry forward with you into 2023 so that you can feel really, really good about who you are. Because when I last spoke with God in a profound way, he told me point blank, you know, I asked him, you know, God, who do you need me to be? And he said, who you are. And I had to have a heart to heart with myself that I wasn't being in every way I could who I really am. And it was because I was letting hurt lead me instead of love, something that I promised myself I wouldn't do. So we're going to talk about that uh, next week, love, pain, and hurt, and the differences between the two and how to know which one you're really, you're really existing within. So with all that being said, folks, uh, I hope you're really excited to uh, listen to Dr. James Lyons-Weiler and then uh, John Hewlett with Cardio Miracle. And I hope you get a lot out of this show. I think there's a lot here for you. And what I want to keep doing, folks, is, is gearing towards bringing hope all the time. You know, I want to bring solutions. I want to bring hope. I don't want to bring outlay, outrage and, and innuendo to our conversations. I want you to have a place where when you listen to this show, you are going to feel good at the end of it, by the end of it, every single time. So I hope I can fulfill that mission along the way as well. All right. We'll be right back with uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler and more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is brought to you by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Check us out at energetichealthinstitute.org, and I promise you, you will be glad that you did. We have a lot to offer. The best way to be free in this day and age is to be educated, to know how to take care of your health, which is your responsibility anyway. Stop outsourcing your health to people who don't care and Put yourself back in the driver's seat so that you can make the decisions that are right for you and your family. Check us out at energetichealthinstitute.org. You will be very glad that you did. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. 
While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm here with the great Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, founder of IPAC-EDU. And if you want to check out more, you can go to IPAC-EDU.org. Dr. Jack, brother Jack, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing very well, Dr. Ely. How are you today? Uh, you know, I am supercalifragilisticexpialidocious today. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, thanks for asking. And now, Let's jump in here because, you know, you've you've been talking to me about your your sub stack. Everything's been super excited. There's been a lot of good news around it. Uh, popular rationalism on Substack, everyone. If you want to get some great information, great, great Substack to check out. Once again, that's popular rationalism. But it's kind of blown up over the last couple of months. What's going on? What do you attribute this to? Well, we have uh, 16,000 subscribers as of today. Last week, it was 15,000. Uh, we routinely now get over 45,000 reads almost every day. So um, that means people are sharing it, which means obviously there's valuable content. What I'm doing with this popular rationalism substack is I'm taking the garbage that we see in the headlines and channeling my frustration over how ridiculously off-kilter uh, the spin is with respect to matters of public health, medicine, and increasingly now more along party lines because that's how these issues have fallen, unfortunately. Um, and just uh, you know, describing how rational people sh can should think about this. So it's a mix of reporting and analysis. There's definitely my opinion in there. And I try to follow up also with some action items so people can mm -hmm. take action and do something with this information. You know, you know, in your latest article, that's what I really appreciated about it. It's, and it's something that I think we have to do as far as informing people and giving them the next step. It's not enough just to be outraged. We can actually start moving the needle and things like that. So I really was impressed with this. But there's two articles that you've published recently that I really want to cover. Now, one is, of course, on Fauci perjuring himself, potentially, and we'll come back to that and everything. But the, the place I wanted to begin was with our good old friends at USA Today. They are supposed to be this bastion of, of integrity, right? This, this, this example of what a, a investigative newspaper can be in informing the electorate and yet and still, they repeatedly continue to just shoot themselves in their own foot uh, with it. And so can you tell us a little bit about what's happened recently in, in your latest article? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you would think with the Chinese Communist Party backing off of lockdowns as their zero COVID policy due to protests, that uh, places in the United States that have published articles supporting lockdowns uh, might want to undo the damage that they have done to the public's perception of the utility of lockdowns uh, with respect to their the efficacy of lockdowns in, uh, in COVID. Wait, wait, Dr. Jack, are you saying lockdowns don't 
work? No, it's not me that's not saying it. This is the beautiful <laughs> part. So in February, it was as late as February 2022, USA Today took on a scientist uh, physician that had written a paper, a literature review and meta-analysis of the effects of lockdowns on COVID-19 mortality. And he looked at any type of restriction on physical activity association. Uh, and and, and in, in fact, the, the, their definition of lockdown is uh, a good one because it actually accounts for the entire carpeting effect of quarantine, social distancing, mm. isolation. And so to do something more restricted would be not representative of reality, right? So what actually happened, given, mm -hmm. given the fact that these, uh, these states and these countries said you, you can't cross state lines or you can't go to church, remember all that? I, I, I do. <laughs> you you can't go to a place where people like to go to just have faith that everything's going to be all right. Don't go there. <laughs> I remember. Right, right. So, so, so they actually, in the USA Today actually said, hey, you know, we're going to fact check this guy. And um, this guy's uh, paper is uh, available on ideas.repec.org. It has author and abstract. It's got, you know, it's well done. It's not peer reviewed, good enough, but you know what? 90% of the so-called so science that brought the vaccines to, to market never survived peer review. Uh, please, so, please say that to our audience again, because I think that is an understated point right there. Okay. So I'm Moderna or I'm Pfizer. Uh, I'm doing vaccine development at what they call is at risk, which means that there's, they're funding their own vaccine development. It may or may not work. They might lose their shirt, blah, blah. Okay. So I'm going to publish the results of my studies in a press release and then promise later that I'll show the data to the FDA. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to actually put it through the process of peer review. And so that the all of the vaccine trials that were done uh, initially that got the emergency youth authorization were not peer reviewed. In fact, it's gotten so bad now that Rochelle Walensky mm -hmm. made an announcement that in order to be more responsive during periods of emergency, we're we're going to use rely less on peer review and more on preprint servers. Mm -hmm. Right. So don't Pe put your baby in the CDC's bathwater. How's that one? That's a that's the perfect thing because you know they're going to throw it out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so take us back to this uh, this USA Today nonsense. We we've had multiple skirmishes over the last few years with USA Today. Tell us a little bit about uh, more about what you what you found. Okay, so this 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 meta analysis looked at uh, eighteen thousand five hundred ninety studies, and mm -hmm. of the studies that survived their screening procedure to make sure because it's a systematic review, really, in a meta analysis, uh, they had lockdown stringency index studies, shelter in place order studies, and specific. Uh, non-pharmaceutical interventions, uh, quarantine, and so on. And so what they found was, you know, you would think that, uh, you would think that COVID, um, that, that COVID mortality would be reduced significantly uh, if the government knew enough to impose lockdowns. And if the Chinese Communist Party was going for zero COVID, then they used lockdowns. You would think that COVID-19 mortality was reduced significantly. 
But what these guys actually found, and in the pregame, I actually found another statistic, but I was wrong about that, so don't worry about it. Um, the, the, the stringency index studies, is one part of the studies, found that lockdowns in Europe and the United States only reduce COVID-19 mortality by 0.2%. 0. Say, say that again, because that's huge, 0.2%. Now, Dr. Jack, I got to ask a couple of questions because I want the audience to know who you are. Who may not may not know you yet, and I want them to know. I want them to know your ability to discern and decipher information. You're not just some regular dude having an opinion right here. What is your background in? What do you hold degrees in? What is your expertise in? Just set the audience up, not bragging, just stating facts. What what are you? Well, you can still see the turnip truck I just fell off of. It's just partly <laughs> down the road there. Uh, I'm, I'm the former uh, senior research scientist at the University of Pittsburgh, and I directed the Bioinformatics Analysis Corps there for 10 years. Uh, I was responsible for mo the majority of the genomic, genetic, proteomic uh, data analysis, clinical studies, uh, integrative studies, uh, doing data analysis. I had a staff of four people, and they gave me a budget of $650,000 a year. So, yeah, I fell off a good turnip truck. All that time spent on the turnip truck really trained me to understand things like, you know, at 0.2% reduction in mortality, <laughs> the confidence <laughs> intervals are not going to be significantly different from zero. So basically, that statistically means that lockdowns do not work. So you go to this February article that USA Today is still distributing after the CCP backs off of lockdowns, mm -hmm. USA Today is still distributing. Now, you recall that um, in this article, they say working paper doesn't prove, type, typo on their part, doesn't prove, they mean to say, or isn't proof. The COVID-19 restrictions don't work. Working, they, they say the paper doesn't show that the COVID-19 restrictions don't work. Well, you recall how badly USA Today hounded the IPAC for, mm -hmm. for all over the years during COVID for mm -hmm. publishing your your study that CDC actually uh, uh, was in fact uh, will change the criteria for COVID nineteen diagnosis on the fly. They changed the criteria for reporting, thus leading to over reporting. They're the ones that have criticized me, Dr. James Lance Weiler, for saying that the, the early Moderna trial had a twenty one percent serious adverse event rate. Mm -hmm. which now no one would ever doubt, knowing what's happening, what we're seeing with the outcomes of these vaccines. But they actually were late to the game. I, I was I was in Pennsylvania uh, at, there at the behest of uh, some people to talk about COVID policies. And in the public part of that event, I gave a speech where I said, it, people on either side of the aisle, if you are changing your position on your interpretation of science based on your political affiliation, shame on you. Right. Because you're causing deaths. You're responsible for deaths because if we get it wrong, if COVID's serious and we have to go strict on it, or if you're getting it right and it's less, you're shutting down America. And I point down, pointed out that every, per, every time a person tests positive for PCR, they go home and quarantine for 10 days. Uh, instead of getting early treatment, well, we've heard that to, to the ends of the earth. But also, they're at home for 10 days. And if they don't have COVID because it's a false positive, you're shutting down America mm -hmm. with a million uh, distributed, uh, you know, like a million points of light or a million distributed um, shutdowns, a total total diffuse lockdown, I called it. Well, 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 well let me let me just say it's 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 very interesting that 
politics has infiltrated science. And that's something that can't happen. You can't have external influences or else the very nature of science, which is an attempt to be unbiased, is now becomes very, very biased. You start looking for the answer you're seeking instead of just having a question and seeing where the answers, where the data actually kind of takes you. So when right. we're, we're looking at something like this, and we're, we're talking about USA Today, they have this enormous responsibility to yep. be the arbiters of unbiased information to the best of their ability. Now, the question I have for you, because before we get off that 0.2% topic, because of course that is, you know, that's, that's zero, that's not statistically significant. I've been saying for a while that for me, statistical significance as I was taught basically going through my education was is about 3%, 3% and up. And when we're talking about public health, we're talking about mortality and things like that, you start getting into statistical significance, but anything less with, with a good sample size, but without, with anything less than 3%, you know, you're not really talking about anything. And so in this case, what would have had to happen in terms of mortality reduction, in terms of a percentage, percentage of mortality reduction, what would have had to happen? What number would we have had to hit to justify the egregious totalitarian tactics of lockdowns? What do you think in your opinion? Totally depends on who you're asking because the vaccines have no effect on mortality. Right. Right. And so, you know, we're, they have a, a negative effect on mortality, I should say. But, you know, and they're still pushing the vaccines uh, irresponsibly and recklessly. We know mm -hmm. this now. But uh, that's th those are in the weeds statistics stuff. What I, what I really want to get into here is that these were economists who wrote this article. Mm -hmm. This These weren't epidemiologists. This was mm -hmm. economists who wrote it. And they also pointed out that there were massive economic costs of these lockdowns. But USA Today in February of 2022, was still defending lockdowns as a viable, you know, approach towards controlling COVID. Um, and, and they said, and I quote, public health and medical experts, unnamed public health and medical right. experts. Always unnamed. Say the paper is flawed in part due to its overly broad definition of lockdown. Well, I already said that, that they have to have, they have to cover reality, not just to cherry pick a tiny little part of, you know, restrictions. They also then they go on to say experts have also criticized the working paper's emphasis on the immediate effect of lockdowns on COVID nineteen deaths instead of disease transmission. Well, hold the phone there. Hold the phone. What's the point of shutting down disease transmission unless there's a, a shutdown on severe COVID and hospitalization and deaths? Right. We're just going Somebody down because they might have severe, they might have mild COVID. I don't think so. Other peer-reviewed studies have found lockdowns prevent deaths. Well, I'm sure that they did because they cooked their data. So they they actually then say that this Dr. Steve Hankey, who's the one of the authors on this, had previously shared misinformation about COVID-19. He didn't talk about COVID-19. He talked about a guy who allegedly set himself on fire over protesting vaccine mandates. Mm -hmm. Right. And one of right. the things that I noticed was that this man who was so out of his mind for whatever reason, who self-immolated himself for some reason, his family said he was doubly vaccinated. That makes me really concerned over the effects of vaccination on mental health. Amen. Why this man back was vaccinated himself and then set himself on fire. I mean, you, that's right. Thank you, USA Today. And now, whether that particular event made it into the VAERS system or not, I don't know, but I doubt it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
uh, you would say that people, that this idea that the, the, the words have power like anti-vaxxer, words have power like misinformation, you're spreading misinformation. To, this is the week that uh, Elon Musk is setting Twitter free. And what are we finding? The things that Twitter in the past labeled misinformation were actually pretty critical information that people that were interested in the election might want to have known. And they biased it in favor of Biden and against Trump. Not saying I'm against Biden or I'm, and I'm for Trump. What I'm saying is, let's have fair elections. Well, it was I was reading this article uh, that I found, um, and I hadn't seen it until last week when I decided to write this article, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's the same USA Today that in another fact-checking exercise of theirs, got it wrong about that 21% serious adverse event I was talking about, because I was correct about that. That was factually correct. But they had written their report about what I said three three months after I said it. And by then, there was another Moderna vaccine mm -hmm. trial, and they attributed mm -hmm. my comments to the wrong trial. At the time that, and they actually cited a, another fact check um, 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 uh, uh, website, a, a blog opinion website that calls themselves a fact check website. Uh, as part of their backing for that uh, criticism of me for my 21% comment. And um, it was really interesting because I remember when that article came out, um, I was sitting in the house of the, uh, the Elijah Muhammad house mm -hmm. in Chicago. The Honorable uh, Elijah Muhammad with the Nation of Islam? Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and I were were meeting with them. Judy Mikovits was there. Uh, mm -hmm. Jim Newlandshwander was there. And we were having a meeting, which doesn't happen very often. I don't believe there's been any meetings ever since then. But we were just kind of, you know, checking each other out and talking and sharing information. Mm -hmm. And uh, no projects came of it, uh, so that I'm aware of. But um, it was a nice meeting. After the meeting, I noticed that I turned my phone back on because it's impolite when you're visiting in such a place to leave your phone on and leave to take phone calls. So I got in the car and I, and I saw this this message from this a, a news reporter or some kind of fact checker guy and he wanted to talk with me and have me check his facts about his fact checking on me which i thought was kind of interesting <laughs> that was a circular reference okay <laughs> right. well, i gotta say i gotta give him a lot of credit because that's what you should do right okay so i called him and he said oh i'm sorry i just sent the article to the front desk it's already it's it's on its way it's running and um i said well we got some there's a problem here because that 21 percent's not from the trial that you're citing, the 21% mm -hmm. from the trial from three months ago, you should have checked your facts before you ran it. Mm -hmm. I said, why don't you come on my podcast, uh, you know, um, uh, Unbreaking Science, and we'll talk all about fact checking. Let's just have that conversation about why we have fact checking these days and what it is and why, you, why you're doing it. Well, that website actually says that it's their policy if they change any article to alert the public that it's been updated, they change their article without updating, without telling the public. They they took right. my information that I gave them, right, and they changed it as if okay, and they didn't say we got it wrong. But USA Today picked it up, and so see how misinformation can spread among the fact checkers. And it's it's misinformation because it's it really what it comes down to is we're gonna we're gonna republish what we want, which which promotes the narrative and not the actual the actual what the data is actually saying what the facts really are we care more about the narrative than the facts and and when what what really disturbs me about this because we had this when we published uh the peer-reviewed paper through ipac 
on uh, on the death certificates was that USA Today picks it up and is is making it look like they're being impartial and painting and showing both sides. But really what they're doing is a hit piece on it. And I remember when Richard Ruin, who put that article together, contacted me and said, hey, do you want to give a quote? And I said, sure, I'll give a quote for for my side. And my quote was really simple. It was like, hey, you know, read the article, read read the peer reviewed um, manuscript that we that we published through IPAC EDU and form your own conclusions about it. We stand by what we said. He said, I can't publish that. I said, why? He said, because it it, it doesn't really say what we want to say. And I said, well, then he said, but if you want, uh, I can massage the quote and uh, and then we can probably get it published. And I said, Richard, you as a journalist have to know one thing above all. If you change my quote, it is no longer a quote, right? And then that was the end of the conversation. And my point of view never got interjected into the conversation because it just wasn't what they wanted out there. And it seems like this is that same thing. Hey, we got just uh, about two, three minutes here. I do want to touch on this Fauci article because I want to make sure we send people back over to your uh, Substack, uh, Popular Rationalism, and, and really start getting involved there. Clearly with the growth, it's it's something that people are enjoying and people who sure. want to be in the notion. Go, before we go on Fauci, yeah. if we have two minutes, let me point out that you know your your paper showed that the CDC changed their reporting criteria without going through proper channels. That was illegal. It also pointed out, combined with the with the false positives with PCR, that they were over-reporting the number of cases and the number of deaths. And you know, I was testifying on a case in Pennsylvania for a restaurant, and the state epidemiologist provided written testimony, and I provided my written testimony. In her written testimony, uh, in my written testimony, I, I wrote that here's all the science that shows that there's false positives from the PCR mm-hmm. test, and this is why you've got to scale back your concern. She wrote in her written testimony that there was there are no false positives from PCR, <laughs> and I had and the judge had the science in one hand and hers in the other. And mm-hmm. he put the written testimony to the side and only took oral testimony. And to this day, if you go to the Wikipedia, if you go to Wikipedia and find my name, my name is dragged through the mud because he didn't use my written testimony. Mm-hmm. They just went after my character. They went after, they, they did an ad hominem attack. So just talk about sticking to the narrative. So Dr. Lee, of course, just recently published that 42% of the reference samples, the ones that are supposed to be used to make sure your test is accurate, 42% had uh, were false uh, for false positives, and so we have this this huge false positive problem uh, that fact checkers are silent about now because it's really obvious. And there's a massive industry of PCR testing. People have to be aware that your PCR tests can be false. Right. A hundred percent. What you get with the fact checkers is, first of all, most of the fact checkers don't have advanced degrees. Most of the fact checkers are just referencing blogs and opinion pieces like you you cite. And then what you get is this regurgitation of groupthink that is steeped in misinformation. They don't go and seek and contact people like you. And this has been the problem with COVID from day one, from with the whole response, is that they don't bring in people like you. They don't bring in people like Judy, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. They don't bring in people, you know, like uh, Dr. Harvey Reich and, and and Dr. Peter McCullough. They don't bring people in and say, look, we're going to rely on you, our scholars, to help guide us through and develop policy. No, they develop policy and then they find the lowest hanging fruit that'll take the money with any kind of credentials to make it look like the 
the policy actually had some basis in science, which it doesn't, has base in narrative formation and not in actual science. So Dr. Jack, thank you so much for being with us here today. We'll we'll cover the Fauci thing again in another piece uh, another time soon. But, you know, and because I don't think anybody's surprised, Fauci's lying, geez, shock of the century, right? But um, I just want to say continued success with IPAC EDU and continued success with your popular rationalism and keep up the fantastic work. I love how you stay at the bird's eye view with everything instead of worrying about all the little intricacies that go on down below. It's like, look, let's keep this at the goal. The goal is the promotion of what real science is. And thank you so much for all the work you do to make sure that we keep that integrity at the highest. Uh, any final words, comments for everybody in the audience before we uh, close the segment? Right right back at you. I uh, do want to point out that of the co- the countries that had the most egregious police um, po- po- uh, policies, the, the most police state countries like New Zealand and Australia have something like 4,000 to 7,000 cases per million people right now of COVID, whereas mm-hmm. Sweden that never really did a lockdown are under 1,000 mm-hmm. cases per million. So lockdowns do not work. Contrary to USA Today, I'm going to mark their claim false. <laughs> well said. Big old boom stamp on it for false. All right, folks, we'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with John Hewlett the founder and creator of Cardio Miracle, an amazing product that I think everybody listening should get to know. And how do you get to know it best? By actually getting some and putting it in your body. John, how are you doing today, my friend? Henry, I couldn't be better. Uh, You know, these are, I I feel like the tide is turning in the information and the, you know, there's been a group of people that have been awake with your leadership and others. But I think that the public is, finally figuring out some things. So I'm very optimistic. Uh, I feel like um, 
you know, we, we have a boatload of problems. We both were horribly disappointed with elections and things that went on. But, you know, I think that the, the American spirit is robust and uh, Christmas brings out the best in people, I think. And so let's, let's, let's hope that 2023 is even far better. And, and uh, the year of transparency and truth that we've been all waiting for and good health and getting away from this uh, medical tyranny and this ridiculous propaganda and um, overreach that we've witnessed the last three years. All right. Well, I will definitely say amen to that and drink to that on New Year's Eve with you, my friend. You know, um, you know, I, I first came across what you were doing in Yuba City when we did uh, Beyond the Con, you know, and, and of course, Dr. David Martin, the great Dr. David Martin uh, brought you in and introduced us. And, you know, I was looking at your formulation, Cardio Miracle, and it was just it was like I was looking at brilliance, you know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really finicky, snobby <laughs> kind of person when it comes to health, you know, and when I saw this, my first comment to you was, man, this looks like you've been working on this for a while. This looks like it's sixth, seventh, eighth generation of, of formulation. Can you give our audience a little brief history of, of Cardio Miracle and, and what you've been doing to improve it every step of the way? Sure. Well, I'd be happy to. Well, the journey started 15 and a half years ago when I went in for a routine emergency appendectomy. Emergency appendectomy should have been routine. And uh, I got compromised in the hospital. They clipped the vein. They sent me home, almost bled to death. Came back to the hospital. They gave me the wrong medication, almost suffocated. I mean, just one fiasco after another. And in the process, as you know, as, as I know that when you met me, you thought, what is this? chubby guy has to, to know about nutrition. I did not think that for everybody listening. He's a, he's a big teddy bear. That's what I'm I thought. a big teddy bear, but I'll tell you what, I, I have a family history of heart disease and, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we're, we have and big people. And, uh, and so because of that, and I've been a workaholic, I had a very successful financial business, but after having the medical establishment almost do me in several times, I decided they, they wanted me to come back after almost uh, signing my death certificate. Thank heavens it wasn't in the last couple of years or I would have mm -hmm. not made it out. Mm -hmm. But I did make it out with my hide. They wanted me to come back for quadruple bypass with some heart issues. And I said, sorry, I'm not going to, I'll take my chances. And so I, I went on a journey to research alternatives for essentially bypass surgery. And I came upon based upon some friends and some people that I had confidence in the science of nitric oxide, which had won the Nobel prize in 1998, which was about 10 years before. And by then there were some formulations out there, some supplements that helped your body stimulate its own nitric oxide. So I started taking a nitric oxide supplement. My blood pressure went down in weeks. My uh, cholesterol went to normal. Triglycerides went down. My chest tightness went away. My breathing, heavy breathing, climbing stairs went away. And I thought, this stuff's magic. And so I literally did the research, met the scientists, met the people, and walked away from a, essentially um, a 10-figure, um, you know, seven-figure income and an eight-figure net worth to, to decide that I was going to be the Johnny Appleseed of nitric oxide. And so I spent the last 15 years, I spent the first five of those. Uh, with a company, a very good company, one of the top nutritional companies. And, uh, but they were in direct sales and I helped them uh, impact probably a million people that uh, 
realized that nitric oxide was valuable for uh, vasodilation. It was good for inflammation in the artery and all of those types of things. And in that process, though, I became a fanatic. And so I kept going back to the company saying, you need to put this in it. You need to take this out. You need to take the sucralose out, put the stevia in. I mean, and they kept saying, what do you know? And I said, I didn't know anything before I came and started working with you guys. Mm -hmm. But now I'm on this 24-7. I'm a reasonably intelligent person. So I applied all of that energy towards finding the solutions. But the company says, hey, uh, we're doing fine. I said, no. I want to bridge the gap between science, nutrition, and medicine because mm -hmm. medicine's corrupt. Science is debatable, but at least it's based upon certain uh, quantifying facts mm -hmm. and nutrition we know is good. So basically after about five years of arguing with them and trying to improve the product and becoming, helping them become quite wealthy, many of them uh, in that company, I walked away and decided to start over and formulate my own product. And people said, you don't have any background. I said, I really don't. But maybe that's a good thing because mm -hmm. I'm not prejudiced and I'm smart enough to connect the dots. And so arguably now, Henry, I'm considered in a lot of circles as the foremost authority in the world on the practical application of connecting the dots of nitric oxide, where people like yourself and so many others know, you know, Judy Mikovits and David Martins. I mean, these are really smart people uh, Chris Northrup, that mm -hmm. know a lot more about the science and the physiology and the, bi uh, the, uh, uh, the, the biochemistry. biochemistry. Yeah. yeah. But I just have connected the dots. And now people go, how did you do this? And I said, well, I think it was a gift from God. Mm -hmm. But I just I just tried to do what I could do to help save humanity. And uh, I've just run across a lot of really smart people. And every time I connect another dot, and then we've invested the last couple of years, uh, half a million dollars in scientific studies yep. on our product specific, which I don't know anyone's ever done that with a tr traditional nutritional product. But I wanted to know, and the science has been just mind boggling the last two years, validating this formula. And then that allows me the flexibility to improve the sweetener, improve the the flavors, that kind of thing, without affecting the synergy of the key ingredients of antioxidants, nitric oxide creation uh, elements, and then also anti-inflammatories. Those are that's the big three: the anti-inflammatories, the antioxidants, and then the nitric oxide production, which is hand in hand with therapeutic vitamin D3. You see, what, what I'm what I'm hearing here is a couple of things that I think I want the audience to pay attention to, and it, it's that you have a good man who followed his heart, literally, and who has integrity, right? The ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to let the money lead my decisions. I'm in pursuit of something greater. And then the rewards always come with that. You know, we, we see that happen over and over again, but we don't do these things for those rewards. And I, I tell folks this, I, I don't endorse products. You know, I, I just don't endorse them by and large because I don't know what goes on and I can't speak for a lot of things. But I will say this, I do endorse Cardio Miracle. I do endorse Cardio Miracle because I know the person behind it, because I know the ingredients behind it, because I know the great pains that he's gone through to put together a product of integrity and a product that this is the most important thing actually works. You see, that's the big deal. It's got to work. You can have the best design and the best science behind it all you want, but if it doesn't work, who cares? Right. It's like having a shovel and trying to screw in a, a light bulb with it. You know, it just it's not going to work. You can't get that done. 
right? It's got to work. So, you know, there's this functional component here. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because we just had some new literature come out on December 7th. And it's, it was really, I think, in my opinion, a confirmation of the final piece of this uh, spike glycoprotein problem that we've been um, really frantically, and I mean this, across the board, working to resolve, like figure this out. What does it really do? What, what is the effect of it? What is happening? Because it's not just one thing that it does. But we talked about this on last week's show, John, that there, there's a phenomenon called glycosylation, whereby red blood cells can get stuck together. The, glyco, the, the glyco in there is basically a carbohydrate, it's a sugar, and it creates a stickiness. Well, spike protein being a spike glycoprotein has, can create that same phenomenon. That's what we call sticky blood or hemagglutination, if you want to be technical. What is fascinating to me is that this cardio miracle covers at least two of the four things that we need to do. And it might cover all four, to be honest with you, but it covers at least two of the four things we need to do from a mechanism of action. It lowers blood viscosity and it definitively improves vasodilation. Do you have any research that would support it also improves um, red blood cells getting separated from each other? Have you seen anything like that yet? Yes, actually, one of the things that's been quite amazing, actually, is that the blood viscosity is, is you know, and I'm, I'm the layman here, uh, you're the expert, but primarily, we know that oxygen is one of the great healers and aspects of everything. And one of the things that was discovered about six years ago now at Case Western University, uh, Professor Stamler, who's really a great nitric oxide research, he basically said that nitric oxide is the third essential gas in the body mm. to carbon mm. dioxide and oxygen. And it regulates the, the, dis, uh, the diffusion, essentially. It helps, it helps the oxygen go where it needs to go and helps the carbon dioxide get out from where it's supposed to go. And so not only nitric oxide is known primarily from the Nobel Prize uh, in 1998 on biodesolation, uh, relaxing the artery, relaxing the heart muscle. That's mm -hmm. why, you know, people take nitroglycerin to relax the heart muscle. Mm -hmm. I, I'm getting reports from people who are now taking Cardio Miracle instead of the tablet, and they're getting the, a similar relaxation, but it's natural instead of chemical, which mm -hmm. the nitroglycerin is chemical and has side effects and some, some major issues that can happen. If, if all of a sudden you burst too much nitric oxide in your system, you're going to relax the heart, but you're going to fry the brain. You're going you're gonna to deal with those microcapillaries in your eyes, in your ears, in your brain that are getting too much of a nitric oxide explosion. And so that's why stimulating nitric oxide through arginine, citrulline, astragalus root, hawthorn berry, beets, spinach, kale, and then buffering it with vitamin B12 and other antioxidants because it needs to be buffered because nitric oxide out of control can become uh, a, a free radical. And so one of the things that seriously, and I wish I could claim uh, educational genius, but it just made sense to me that if, if a, a few antioxidants were helpful, then a bouquet of them uh, mm -hmm. that were outstanding would make a huge impact. And, and Professor Malinsky, the, the premier expert on vitamin D and nitric oxide, I think in the world, University of Ohio, he tested our product three and a half years ago, published his paper in February of 2020, right at the beginning of this 
uh, bioweapon attack, um, and said, he was shocked. He says, cardio miracle, our specific formula. Because when I went to him and I said, I'd like you to test my product. He says, well, what if it doesn't work? He says, this is not an inexpensive. And I said, I want to know if it doesn't work. That's mm-hmm. why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And so he called me within a month and he said, I'm stunned. He said, this stimulates nitric oxide in less than a second. It sustains nitric oxide for more than 24 to 36 hours. That's a wow. Above baseline, he said, where he had never seen it beyond four hours. Mm-hmm. And arginine, even with citrulline, maybe gets you to six or eight with a declining balance. He says, it safely extends it because of your antioxidants. And he says, but it reduces peroxynitrite, which is the byproduct of arginase and the collision of nitric oxide as it's speeding through your arteries when it's stimulated. He says, it reduces the free radical by 50%. He says, We've never seen this before. Right. And he says, he says, you're not smart enough to have done this. <laughs> and I said, you're right. I am not. I didn't even know what proxy nitrite was. He says, he says, you're a genius and you don't even know why. And I said, well, all I've done is I put my heart in the hands of Providence. And I said, I want to help heal the hearts of mankind. Now, Amen. little did I know that a year after that study was published that all hell was going to break loose and that the attack was going to be through the spike protein on the endothelial lining, the Dang. cell. Yep. The attack was on the lining of these capillaries. Why? And that's why we see these thousands and thousands of microclots. We see this coagulated blood. We see these strange things in autopsies. Well, part of the magic, Henry, and you would understand this, and, and I need your expertise, is so we know that blood needs nitric oxide just to be alive. It's called the spark of life in the cell. Mm-hmm. Fear diminishes nitric oxide. Mm-hmm. Stress diminishes nitric mm-hmm. oxide. It does. Uh, polluted air and polluted water and polluted food and glyphosate, they all diminish. And even and- bad frequencies. 5G, the frequencies. And pharmaceutical drugs, all of those things have an impact on the inflammation aspect that attacks, again, the lining of the artery. The lining of the arteries where the plaque accumulates when you have atherosclerosis. It's when the outside of the artery hardens because of the calcification with arterial sclerosis. And so if you don't have well-oxygenated blood with adequate nitric oxide and you're not (laughs) expressing nitric oxide for lengthy periods of time, you're going to have problems with the blood becoming sludge and problems. You're going to have this spike protein coming from the bioweapon, either through the, the pathogen being exposed to people, the, the protocols that people have erroneously used has made things worse and, and now are damaging. And now people are doing the getting rid of their, the shedding aspect. So you get the big three, the virus, not the virus, because it's not a virus, the bioweapon to start with. Then you get the treatment if you have that, and then the boosting of the treatment, and then you get the shedding in the association. So our immune system and our nitric oxide is critical to having us fight off these pathogens and to help strengthen the immune system, to give the body a fighting chance against these ridiculous things that we've seen the last couple of years. The foundation is always 
oxygen. The, the most fundamental sacred thing going on in the human body is the is gas exchange. The delivery of oxygen to the cell for energy production, the removal of carbon dioxide, which is toxic and acidic to the cell for the cell's survival. And nitric oxide plays the instrumental role internally in making sure that that happens, right? And so when I when I looked at that, we, we saw that study, and this is before I met you, we saw the study come out of the American Heart Association Journal in April of 2021 that showed definitively the spike glycoprotein injured the endothelial lining of the blood vessels, as you said, and also disrupted the nitric oxide pathway, right? That it, it, it breaks that spark that you're talking about. It, it basically throws a wet blanket on it. It's, we also know that the glycoprotein is going to dissolve complement. Complement is essentially the glue that the immune system uses to help antibodies stick to antigens. So it basically dysregulates the immune system. And then the re body's response to that is we're going to bring more immune cells in because they're not the ones that are there aren't getting the job done. And now you get this incredible infiltration into one little area of the body. And of course, that's going to lead to system failure over time. So the answer right. has always been, John, in my opinion, when somebody's sick, I tell all my students this, if you knew, you know one thing when somebody comes to work with you, whether they're sick or whether they have a disease, they are nutrient deficient. You have to figure out which nutrients they need. And fortunately for us, we know there are key nutrients that everybody needs. And I, what I saw in the formulation of Cardio Miracle was like, oh, I was reading through the ingredients because, you know, I'm, I'm a skeptic. I am. I, I catch myself doing it all the time. I read. I'm, I'll look at a product and be like, oh, what crap am I going to see in here? What 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 am I going to see that doesn't have enough of something or the wrong form of something right. in here? And I looked at it and I was like, and after about five or six or seven ingredients, I was like, oh. I don't see any problems yet. And then I look a little bit closer and there's organic in there. I'm like, oh, that's okay. And then you start looking a bit, a little bit closer and you start thinking about the synergy of all this and you go, oh, this guy has figured something out. Because when you add in the antioxidants to this process, see that the thing that's really easy for the public to understand if you're listening right now is that antioxidants stop damage before it starts. There, there is a measurement that we can use called oxygen radical absorbance capacity, Dr. Ronald Pryor, ORAC, yeah. or ORAC sure. values. And that yeah. tells us the ability of, of a substance. And of course, herbs have the highest ORAC values. Organic herbs have the highest ORAC values. But we can use that to understand the ability of a particular nutraceutical to effectively, a botanical in this case, to effectively stop that damage before it starts. And that is going to usher in the delivery of those nutrients and those other cofactors so that they can actually do their job. And then the body starts producing nitric oxide. And then that spark of life happens. And now you have this incredibly in nutrient dense and well-balanced cellular environment for the cell to do what it is programmed to do, which is to promote life. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Folks, we are coming up to the end of the segment. I, I got to give, you know, John, the final word here, because I just, I, I am over the moon with this product. You don't see products like this out there all the time, and you especially don't see them put together by a good person with a good heart. You see these things going with teams of people arguing over and making cost analysis benefits and, and decisions and everything. And John is like, no, I want the best product and I want to make sure that product works. That's what integrity looks like. So John, before we get out of here today, and thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Um, how can people get Cardio Miracle? And, uh, and, and, you know, what other, what other final things would you like to share with the audience about this product or anything really for that matter? 
Well, a couple of things, uh, Henry. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, first of all, you can get at cardiomiracle.com. And if they use the promo code EHI, which is uh, Henry's moniker there, EHI, promo code, special discount, our best discount, put in the EHI, but then if you want to go on the subscription, we're direct to the, to, to the people. That's why we're not multi-level. We have the, the lowest margin of any quality product because I just want people to get better. And our retention is over the moon. We publish two, we have two more scientific articles, one of which talks about the cell actually being able to be opened up and absorbable through our vitamin D nitric oxide feed, feedback loop, which Frontiers in Nutrition, uh, one of the top journals in the world published in August saying they had never seen anything like this feedback loop of nitric oxide. And it's because of these ingredients that we have put together in a well. And I wanted to tell you, we added quercetin a couple of years ago. We had astaxanthin, turmeric, um, selenium, all of those things. And I'll tell you, nitric oxide opens up the body to have the best absorption of vitamin D3. You can replace 75% of the supplements you take by having it all in one hope in a glass of Cardio Miracle and our subscription program saves you about 30%. So we're trying to do everything we can to help humanity and help your immune system do its job and help your lymphatic system do its job. And that's what nitric oxide is, has been given the miracle molecule status and we deliver it, we believe, safely and more effectively than any other product. Hey, amen, folks. That's John Hewlett, founder and creator of Cardio Miracle. Go to cardiomiracle.com. And when you are there to purchase, you can go on a subscription basis or you can just get a trial one if you want to check it out. But put in promo code EHI, all capital letters. That's for the Energetic Health Institute. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you doing that, folks. And I think you'll appreciate that the product like this exists. So, uh, John, thanks for joining us again. You know, folks, we've had a great show with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, with John Hewlett as well. Just incredible people out there doing incredible things. And it's an honor for me to even know these folks and be among them. I got it. I mean that, folks. I mean, there's just it's such a good feeling to know that there's good people out there doing things for the right reasons in it. So, folks, uh, we, of course, wish you a happy holiday holiday season. And as we always do, remember, there are four unique challenges we have in this day and age. Two, number one, speak truth. Number two, take no offense. Number three, remain humble. And number four, be selfless. And I think, John, you exhibit all of those qualities as is Dr. Jack as well. Uh, folks, like we always say when we come to a close on these shows, may God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. Aloha and adios. <laughs>